Hi folks, it's Andy, the Analytical Preacher. I want to discuss a question today that I get, and it's probably the saddest, most stressful question that comes to me when folks say, and it comes in sort of different flavors, but will God forgive me? How could God forgive me? Or they'll sometimes assume the worst. I know that God's not going to. I know that God's not able to forgive me for the things that I've done. Nine times out of ten, it's because this person has done something, they've committed a sin, maybe they've committed a crime, and they've really hurt themselves. More often than not, they've really hurt someone that's important to them, and there's just this sense of guilt and shame that makes them say, I'm having a hard time forgiving myself, my family, or my coworkers are having a hard time forgiving me. Why would God forgive me? How could this situation possibly be made right after what I've done. And so the question comes, and again, often they assume the answer is no. Could God possibly forgive me for what I've done? I want to kind of come at this a couple of different ways. Some folks who ask me this are already Christians, Some fo- and they are afraid now that they've lost. Some folks are not yet Christians, would have a desire at this point in their life in becoming a Christian, but assume at this point God wouldn't accept them as Christians. But I already have a couple of podcasts out there that have to do with being saved. And one of them is called, How Are We Saved? And another podcast is called, How Do We Know That We Are Saved? And I really don't want to repeat the information in those. So if you are not a Christian and you're interested in becoming a Christian, you really need to listen to How Are We Saved? And How Do We Know That We Are Saved? I just want to quickly hit this question right between the eyes in this podcast, which is simply, the answer is simply this. Whether you are not a Christian, but desire to become one and do, or whether you are already a Christian, the answer to will God forgive you is yes. And one thing that I have to point out, and this becomes a little uncomfortable for some folks when they hear it, when they're in this situation, and sometimes they'll argue with me and try to describe how horrible the things are that they have done. And sometimes they are shocking, to be honest. But I say to them, it's really not about you. You're saying, look how bad I am. Now that I've come to understand and really feel just how horrible I've been to someone else, I just don't think God's going to let that slide. And I have to say to them, but it's not about you. It's not really about you. It's not about how bad you are. It's not about how bad you think you are. It's always about God. It's about how good God is, about how willing to forgive God is, about the love and the mercy that define God. The Bible tells us that in the coming ages, God's greatness and mercy is going to be shown through the fact that he did forgive sinners like me and you. So the first thing I want to do when you're addressing a question of whether it's yourself or someone else you know Will God forgive me for this sin? Again, unless it's the unforgivable sin of claiming that Jesus was performing his miracles through the power of Satan rather than through the power of the Holy Spirit. Also got a podcast on that. Unless it's that one unforgivable sin of claiming Jesus' miraculous powers came from Satan. The Bible says everything else is forgivable. Now, of course, you have to be a Christian. If you're not a Christian, you need to speak to someone about becoming 
a Christian about repenting and confessing Christ as Lord and being obedient in Christian baptism through immersion, but I don't want to repeat those podcasts. Here's the verse I want to focus on just for a few minutes in this podcast. Listen to what the Apostle John says. 1 John chapter 1, verses 8, 9, and 10. John says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He, God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Let me break that down. Verse 8, I think he's saying this. If we say, look, these things that we've done, sure, I guess the Bible would technically say that they're sins, but I don't really know if they are a sin or here's the thing. They started it, not me. I was only doing this. John says, if you're playing any of those games and you're just deceiving yourself and the truth is not in you, for we've all sinned, Romans tells us, and fallen short of the glory of God. That last verse, the last sentence there is just saying, if we say we haven't done anything that God would disapprove of, well, now you're just a straight up liar. So I've not done anything wrong. I've done anything evil. I've not done anything that God or preachers or whatever wouldn't approve of. John says, okay, let me just be blunt with you. You're a liar. Well, no, I did do some things that God would approve of, but they kind of weren't my fault in this instance or da, 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 da. And he says, now you're just deceiving yourself. But if we confess, here's the key, that word confess in English is essentially two Greek words that were sort of put together, homoligeo. Homoligeo means to agree with the words of another, to have the same thoughts, to have the same words, to approve of, agree with, be in abidance with what another person has spoken or written, essentially. In other words, if we say we have no sin, because what we did, God doesn't like, but it wasn't our fault. The truth's not in us. If we say we haven't even done anything that God wouldn't like, well, now we're just a big fat liar. But if we can confess our sins, which doesn't just mean say, oh, yes, I did that. But if we can say, I did that. And God says, it's wrong. And I now see that it's wrong. And I agree with God that it's wrong. But God says more than just it's wrong. God says, if I can help to make it up, I should try to make it up. And God says, whether I can help to provide restitution or not, if it was wrong, and I agree it is, I should never want to do it again. And I should take effort to cut it out of my life. That's the word. That's what confess means. And if we confess, then it says God is faithful and just to forgive us, not just to forgive us, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Who pays for that mistake then that we made and who pays for those people that we hurt? Jesus Christ paid for that already, past tense, paid for that already on the cross. Yeah, but I'm bad. What I did, I hurt my child. I did this. I suffered these consequences. I understand that. And I'm telling you, God is greater than your sin. The love and the mercy and the grace of Almighty God and the Lord Jesus Christ is greater than your sin. God's perfection is greater than your worst evil. But what you have to say is, what I have done is evil. And it was wrong. And I am walking away from it. I have truly, biblically confessed it. One footnote to put as we would close out here would be, 
Paul writes, the Apostle Paul writes, in his second letter to the church at Corinth, so we would call this 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, he writes, Godly grief produces repentance that leads to salvation without regret. Worldly grief only produces death. Worldly grief is essentially saying, I don't like the consequences I'm suffering. And it could be that, well, I did hurt my family and now they don't want to talk to me. But you're not so much feel bad that the family was hurt. You just feel bad for you because now you've lost that relationship. Well, then that's worldly grief. So Paul writes, be careful. If you're only upset because the judge sentenced you to a long jail term or because your family has cut you out or you lost a lot of money in the process or whatever, that's worldly grief. Yeah, there's, and since there's a sorrow for the sin, you wish you hadn't done it. Maybe there's even some shame. But when you can say, there's a godly grief. I have sinned against a holy God. God made me. God set the example for me. God sent his son to die for me. And that God says, you need to agree with all the words that I speak. And I didn't. And I've dishonored God. And I've dishonored the King Christ on the cross. And I've hurt my family. And I've made society suffer for my sins. And I don't just have a worldly sorrow for them, but I am sorrowful that I sinned against God. And that I do things that are selfish and hurt other people. And Here's how I know it's true biblical confession, because I agree with God's words. I sh- not only should I not have done it, I need to try to make it better if I can, and I'm going to make every effort to cut those types of actions, thoughts, and behaviors out of my life. And so when Paul writes, godly grief produces repentance, repentance just means turning away from that sin and turning back toward God. So we would confess that it's a sin confess God says it's wrong, confess God wants us to cut it out of our life, and then that leads us to a repentance where we actually do turn away from that type of sin. In a nutshell, the answer is no matter what you've done, no matter how bad you have sinned, you can be forgiven. And again, if you're not a Christian, you need to listen to the How Are We Saved podcast. You need to become a Christian, but you can become a Christian No matter how bad your sins are, there has to be true confession and repentance. And if you are a Christian and you've done something and it's horrible and you feel bad, that feeling bad might not be the worst thing in the world. It might actually be the place to start. Can you take that worldly grief and turn it into godly grief by realizing that that was never God's plan for you all along? But again, let me remind you, you can be forgiven. Can I be forgiven if I've done X, fill in the blank, killed, sold drugs, raped, whatever? You can. It's really a matter of do you give your heart? Do you give your life to God? Do you agree with the words that God has spoken about what your life is supposed to be? And just remember, there's no one on earth so bad, so stained, so evil that God doesn't have yet a greater love, a greater grace, and greater mercy than that individual. You can be forgiven, but just saying, yes, I did that will not get you forgiven. But a true biblical confession and repentance, the Bible tells us when that happens, that God is faithful and just to forgive us the sins and even to cleanse us from all the unrighteousness associated with that sin. God cannot lie. 
God does not change. If God wrote 2,000 years ago that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins when we truly confess them, then today and tomorrow and 2,000 years from now, God will be faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Andy.